going live. We're going, We're going live. live. Do it and then fuck it. Or fuck it and then do it. There you All go. right. So it's Are We Today. This is episode 22. How you guys doing out there? Let me give you a quick shout out, folks. Our brand new listeners from Kensington and Norwood in South Australia. Shout out to you. Shout out. Shout out. And, shout and out also Lawrenceville, Georgia. And somebody from deep in rural North Carolina. I mean, it's so deep in the woods that we don't even know like the city or the town or the village or anything like that. It just, it doesn't even say, but thanks to anchor for telling us uh, where our listeners are coming from. Uh, I think we're, we're doing a good job of expanding. We're almost up to 300. Just so you guys know, shout out. There we go. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's bumping. We got people all over the world. We're still in uh, 10 countries and I think like 18 states in the States. So it's going to take uh, some friends and family. It's going to take some, some helpful. The majority of those aren't friends and family. That's right. <laughs> Nobody That's I know listens part. to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get them to listen. And they're like, nah, bro. You like that shit? How we I just, uh, total strangers are picking up on what we're putting down. So I'm yeah, really well, fuck it. That's, that's who this is for. I wasn't trying to impress the people I talk to every day. Although they're invited too. I'm, I'm of course. completely honest. And I apologize because I had to set up in the London studio today. Got the mic in my face just so you can hear me properly. But that's one of my favorite movies in the background. London, you can't see her face, but Jessica Biel. I'm not sure if you're down with Jessica Biel, but uh, Always. she's a looker. And if you ever want to see Captain America do like lines of blow in a bathroom with Jason Statham, who's one of the best action stars alive, still working today. Um, when Statham had him, <laughs> he had a full oh, head wow. of hair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I can't out. recall I can't recall the movie, but it's um, a good film. I have to put it on the queue. It's definitely in my top ten. It's um it's a drama, uh, and there's a lot of obviously adult themes. So if you have children, make sure they're not watching with you. But check it oh, out. Oops. London. Lovely name, darling. There you go. I'm trying to set up this camera the whole time. Um yeah, you know, man, it's it's been, it's been like a week and a half. So yeah. sorry, sorry to our our week and a half today. Yeah, a week and a half today. But we're here. We're doing it. It's and awesome, it's baby. another I heard a week for great conversation. Absolutely. A, a little bird told me that you had a good line on some good beer this week. So why don't you hit me with it? Du, 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 du. Oh, shit. So for our early oh, listeners, shit. we used to do uh, a lot of shows out and about. And we love breweries. We love different types of beers. And this one, I thank to my co-host. Uh, shout out to the BOGO deal of Publix. This is Sour Monkey from Victory. Wasn't so, me? Yeah, it was you. Uh, it's a 9.5... Sour Brett Trippel. I don't know if I pronounce any of that right. Um, I usually do not like sour beers, but it was Bogo. So I got this and the Golden Ale, which is really what Victory is known for. Not a and sponsor. Not a sponsor. Hopefully one day they will be. Absolutely. Uh, so send us, we'll take some free beer. We'll send you the P.O. Box. From Downington, um, PA. Dude. Out in the middle of nowhere, was, Pennsylvania. Shout out. It was, it's an amazing, amazing sour. I do not like sour beers. I don't hate them. I just... So what changed your mind about this one? Um, I think that it just drinks really well. I think that the sour notes hit where they don't take over the entire taste of the beer. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of the flavors that are what a good craft yeah. beer place does, and you still get that it's a sour. So yeah, it's, it's almost, almost like... like- Bringing, bringing like a fruit 
note to uh, a Belgian. And that's not something that mixes very easily because when you think about a Belgian, it's like spice and like strong, strong alcohol, right? So you could light that beer on fire. Not really, but it, I mean, it does that's, say, kind of what, that's kind of what it tastes like. But that, the, the sour the takes away a lot of that strength. So to me, it, it kind of mixes together almost like it's like, it's like a perfectly baked dessert, you know? And I, I think a lot of people treat them like dessert beers. Um, yeah, generally they are. And um, they're really like an acquired taste. Uh, this one, I'm just going to read from the can. It says, the, so here's the marketing team. Tastefully tart, mystical flavors. Fruity notes from an imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise souring. Pucker up to a bite of citrus. Latin tang ending with a uh, delectable experience. And the malt is a pilsner. And the hops is tetanen. I like yeah. that, it, that it says that. And shout out to Bill Ron. He puts out his – Bill and Ron. I'm sorry. Wrong. The yeah. brewmaster's approval, and, they, and you can tell it's the real handwriting because it Shout looks out. like third grade shit. So, so yeah, I mean, let's, uh, let's do a road show, and let's go to Victory Brewing in Downington, PA. Let's see if we can get them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm pretty their sure. Story. I, you know, I don't know I Pennsylvania's know. deal right now. For, I didn't know they made – no, they're, 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 they're getting started to open up right now. And that's, it's funny because, like, a lot of Pennsylvania is farming farming uh land so fun fact i lived in pennsylvania for a part of my life uh-huh so yeah, how long were you in in pennsylvania was that before or after you were in jersey out in Hibble? it was it was in between jersey and florida so oh no it was i was honestly probably depressed when i lived there because i moved out of new jersey my maybe like three to four months into my junior high school i, I cannot like imagine three close it's yeah. it was fucking hard but um i moved to carlisle pennsylvania in the middle of the state uh-huh. so they say the famous saying is someone i don't know who the fuck said it the, the, <laughs> the right is philadelphia the left is um pittsburgh and the middle is alabama and like that's literally where i moved to yeah okay well uh my, my wife's from pittsburgh as you probably heard in the show before but um i mean her family's from there uh so i i did get to spend some time kind of in the rurality of that about six years ago we were there for a football game and uh, it, yeah, I mean, anywhere just outside of the big cities in Pennsylvania is farmland, you know, just, just right outside. You could throw a football from, from uh, downtown Pittsburgh to a cornfield. <laughs> Pretty much, man. I live close to Amish County. I live, there was like a, a Klan rally the week before I moved there. Not, um, not good. Li- <laughs> not not endorsing that at all. <laughs> I lived in the the second largest bar- army barracks. So like if the Pentagon goes down, I always heard that that was the place I would take over. Oh, wow. I lived where Dickinson College is. Shout out to Antonio Banderas. He's one of the famous alumni from there. So like it was, it, I lived in a pretty like um, well-known part of the middle. Uh-huh. It's right next to the capital, Harrisburg. Um, and it was, it was just a different experience. I I, I would appreciate it more if it wasn't like forcefully moved, you know, and your parents take a new job and shit, but taken away from your friends and all the things that you like doing, you know, that sucks. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Pennsylvania, man. It's a very unique fucking state and it's really, it's huge. It's fucking huge. It's very diverse. Very diverse, very interesting. It's it's really weird. It's like the South and the North all in one, and <laughs> I, you don't really get to. I, I, Florida has that a little bit too, between like Jacksonville, like your Miami and Orlando. But yeah, Pennsylvania, it's like more hard hitting. Hey, you know who was born in Pittsburgh? Joe Biden. 
Oh, shit. Shout out to Joe Biden. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Biden. He'll never hear this podcast. He'll be dead by the time this podcast comes out. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, what if he was our first guest? Uh, I mean, her first, our first famous guest. Oh, we should do that. Then <laughs> like, stat him. We'd get him. Uh, yeah, I, talk to the regular the quality, people, Joe. The quality of his, his streaming from his basement would be about as good as our streaming from this closet. Don't, don't insult us like, like that. Extra, no, I mean, don't say that. <laughs> it would be an honor to have a, you know. His streaming is horrible. Never mind. It would not be an honor. He's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Terry Reed. Oh, my goodness. Not the Hollywood starlet for five years. Which I'm going to be honest, that's who I thought it was at first. I'm like, when the fuck? What? May her career did, rest in peace. How did that crazy actress work for her, for him? She was like two. <laughs> yeah, photo ops, but that makes it a much darker and much more disturbing story so i'm going to stop right there there's still uh, probably people that think it's terry the actress just like there's people that think corona is from the beer can you imagine <laughs> what if what if there was somebody who is like i'm not buying corona i don't want to get sick and you know it would be like a bumpkin redneck idiot white person <laughs> oh yeah that's like the geniuses in georgia that drank clorox and lysol and ended up in the hospital i mean i'm not gonna stop you no i hope they should have finished the bottle darwin do was right all, you know do us all a favor i don't know if darwin is right but i know they're fucking idiots that's for sure i mean survival of the fittest you know it's probably a good it's probably good his, his ideas are still true today so it's, it's hard to look back several hundred years and say, yeah, everything that guy said was, you know, spot on, especially. That's, a, that's something I want to look into more because the conspiracy side of Darwin is, is fascinating. It's Tell like, me more. It evolved, Before it we get into the content, let's get this A plus it, 100 story on. On the conspiracy side, it involves yes. like a family member. I want to say it was either a brother or a um, brother-in-law mm-hmm. who took over all his work. And he's the one that really pushed what you were just talking about. That like that wasn't yeah. even like Darwin's big thesis. That wasn't like yeah. gen- like generally his main work. It was yeah. someone else that took over his work and then pushed that shit yeah. for their own agenda. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think it's pretty well known is that he, you know, he had some ideas, but his the majority of his thinking was there's so much to the unknown world right now, and there's so much like undiscovered science, particularly with zoology particularly like we don't we haven't explored all this all these lands we need to go find what's there and that was you know a big part of his career was just documenting what nobody else had done before and then the social theory and the psychological theory and all the things that came out of what he found um you know that that came later and then his his family built upon that but the the basic theory that uh, a, a species that cannot survive past where it's supposed to quote unquote um that that shouldn't survive because they they're not strong enough or they can't evolve or adapt to uh their environment and their surroundings or they can't you know they can't procreate fast enough to stay in 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 the mix uh those things are some of the things that he that he pioneered so shout out to charlie Charlie. Yeah, no, and the other thing that I guess I would have to look into, it has to do with the funding of his work. And there's another famous guy that was doing his line of research. And I don't know, I might be misspeaking here, but like the, the other guy um, 
either his work was stolen or there was some drama with another guy doing similar research who allegedly should have gotten all the credit for what Darwin did. So um, I, that's something that I'll research and like we do a lot of times, I'll bring it back to you. You bring so, it back to us, baby. Yeah, I, I, there's always a conspiracy behind a lot of things and I like to just point those out. I love it. I, I, love, I it. love hearing the different sides of, that's awesome. of, of different things that uh, history um, we generally find out has a lot of sides to it. Yeah. So speaking of Darwinism, let's just get into the topics here. Uh, speaking of some retailers that are too broke to go bankrupt. People are dragging brands like uh, J. Crew and Victoria's Secret because they, they didn't do enough to solve their debt problems before the pandemic struck. So now they can't sell anything. So they can't work, basically. They can't raise any money to get out of debt. Other companies like Gold's Gym and Hertz, the rental car company, they're also having to file for bankruptcy. But uh, they don't have as good a deal, I guess, as um, Victoria's Secret, which is trying to sell to a private uh, private buyer to get turned around. Um, but that deal, even that deal looks like it's in trouble because they don't have the ability to, uh, to really forecast when people are going to want to start buying underwear again. I knew that Victoria's Secret had some issues with the Epstein situation with the owner right before all this hit was. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell um, me more. He's, he, damn, is that the guy I want to say that might be the guy that sold Epstein's mansion. Uh, oh. But anyways, there was a big, there was a big thing and he had to step sense. down. He had to step down. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, that's something that I can just search on my phone here. But I know that they were in the news because the, either the founder or the main, like, I don't want to say CEO, but like what, it was probably the founder. Yeah. Was well, really, it wasn't the founder. Really the, the, the founder, he killed himself. He, uh, he. Because of Epstein. Yeah, he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. So is that true? <laughs> Pretty sure it is. That is fucking crazy. I did not know that was yeah. true. And he was like, he was like nobody. He built a, you know, it, at the time it was like a five hundred million dollar business, and he had sold it um, before it, it was valued at that much. I think he sold it when it was like twenty or thirty million, and it, he killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. The person that I'm thinking about is. Let me see if I can find his name really quick. I guess I can't. Oh, Wexner. That's who it was. Wexner? Yeah, Wexner. That's what, was, a, that's, what was his game? Uh, Wexner was altered. Uh, let me see. He was one of the most influential countries, most influential corporate titans. Within years of meeting, Epstein, Mr. Wexner, handed him sweeping powers over finances, philanthropy, and private life. Um, yeah, Wexner yeah. was the guy that I'm thinking of that was a huge player in Victoria's Secret. Um, and yeah. there's a lot there. So we'll, that's another time where I'm not prepared, but I can that's bring right. that back. That's okay. Um, I just, you know, I, th I think that uh, just generally we're talking about iconic brands that have been around for 30 years, give or take, that are now, they're not able to even like weather the storm. And it could only be maybe a three month storm. You know, but with no income, they're being sold off to you know, basically debt pennies. Yeah, and uh, J. Crew, one that you mentioned, is yeah. definitely has filed for bankruptcy. I read. Um, so they, how I think I heard it is that um, they make deals. They make these like bankruptcy deals where like investors like will take over debt 
Yep. So it they gives them the enough money. Exactly. They buy the debt and gives them enough money to still stay in business. Right. Um, it's really interesting how, how, yeah, how it, all those deals are made. So there's, there's no you know, guarantee on that, but the investors still have the ability to, you know, control their losses, if you will, because they can, they can, at any time. they can save a company from going bankrupt or they can help to restructure debt after they bought it. But if they're not convinced that they can save a company or if they can turn it around with any operational changes, any leadership changes, uh, they'll just say, okay, that was fine. I'll just burn that cash and then go somewhere else. It's, it's not worth it. Just let it go out of business. But you can't do that with states. So there's a lot of states right now that are trying to find a way for them to essentially file for bankruptcy, which is not legal, I don't think. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. I yeah. know like Illinois is fucked. Um, oh, they're, they're forever. They're one of the big ones. Forever indebted. Um, look at California. They became this week the, the first state to borrow from the federal government to cover unemployment benefits because they didn't have enough in their reserves to cover what's already been allocated. That's, that's insane. For Can that you imagine? <laughs> they give so much shit away in San Francisco, given hotels with drugs and alcohol. To drugs and alcohol for homeless yeah. people. For homeless people, sorry, I don't mean bums because some of them are homeless, not their fault, maybe mental issues, maybe tough times. So I apologize for just calling them bums. Oh, it's very sad. But, but it is sad. It really is. But it's crazy that you have a system where you have that type of money. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You have money where this is a very debatable issue, but it was a hot topic for a lot of people where um, the governor made specific budgets that they would provide healthcare for people that aren't citizens. Yeah. And I know that we shit on California a lot these days uh, for good reasons and bad reasons, but um, they, they choose not to take advantage of their unique position, right? They tax a lot of their, they tax significantly on the people that live there. They don't have things like tourism taxes that are actually passed on to the tourists. They really just charge the businesses. They don't take advantage of any of their natural resources because they banned all drilling. Like they, they don't invest in ways that can actually like make them a, a very serious amount of money that can kind of um, take away from some of that tax burden or uh, build some revenue. They consistently run uh, surpluses but they have to go through a very kind of Byzantine and uh, confusing way to, to unreach, uh, unleash those funds into different ways uh, for different reasons. But um, they, they spend way too much time restricting themselves, I think. And that's, you know, it's not going to help uh, long-term, especially when they have issues like, like now where they are basically trying to pay people not to go to work because it's, too dangerous because of coronavirus, but they can't pay the unemployment benefits without borrowing, borrowing from the federal government. That's a lot. Like that's. Yeah, that's and and they're they're like the number one economy in this country, right? That's right. That's right. By by like by leaps and bounds, like California is a fucking country. Yeah, it's like the own. third the third biggest economy in the world. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, it's like eight or nine percent shit, but still like. That's insane. Exactly. They're not a country. They're a fucking a state. Um, but it's only 50 million people. It's a state with a lot of pride and also a lot of like resentment. Like um, they have an issue where the middle class have been reported before Corona was moving out in large numbers. 
yeah. of like there was record numbers of like moving trucks. I remember hearing that stat mm-hmm. of moving trucks like from San Francisco to other places was really expensive Nevada, because of the amount Arizona, of people. Texas. Yeah. Not not even, so much even so far as Florida. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of, you know, typically either purple or red states that are getting lots and lots of expats from California. So it's really interesting how that's going to turn uh, in the election coming up, if there even is an election. But we'll get to that later. I would, I would have to say that, like, that always intrigued me because do you keep your same philosophies that led you to leave a state with shitty policies? Like, is that how hard-headed you are? Or do you actually uh, embrace maybe where you're moving to and see why you're moving there as someone should at least look at the reasons that these people live with the way that that's they a, do. That's Some are hard-headed. Question. Some are hard-headed, though. Some swear, and they're activists. They bleed whatever color they bleed, red or blue, right. to the day they die. So these fucking morons just go there, and their whole objective is to change people's minds, which fucking never works that way. Like you can't you can't change someone's mind when you left the place that turned to shit because of the policy you're now trying to push a new place. I, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but when you think about it, just it boils down to votes, right? So if you're exporting a million people from San Francisco or the greater Bay Area, and they're all going to typically red places in Texas, mostly. Texas or Nevada, where taxes are so low compared to California and they're just like we're going to vote with our conscience we don't really care about the situation we just escaped you know a 20% tax on income here and now we can spend that money how we see fit and support causes that we want yeah fuck it let's raise the taxes here yeah. no, it's I don't think they, no they wouldn't <laughs> vote to raise the taxes they would vote for their candidates which are going to do the same exactly. type of policies. Exactly. In the end, that's I'm just being very blunt <laughs> of what you're voting for. It's like, let's just repeat it here. No, <laughs> they haven't they, done they it might, here. They might be leaving California for financial reasons, but moving into other places for what they think are less restrictive uh, legal reasons. And but then those financial reasons are brought upon. Here's, the here's what I don't get like, and, and maybe this is going too far to one side of the debate, but here's what I don't get about like liberalism, right? Like why does there have to be this endless connection between like having to charge people more or to tax people more so that you can have a social change? That doesn't make sense to me. Like I understand like individual contributions to political campaigns, but why does there always have to be that connection between, okay, we need to make sure like social justice and all these things happen, but we also have to mandate that like tax money goes to that. Because a lot of people virtual signal, meaning that these people that have these great ideas for social projects mm-hmm. won't put up their own money. They won't put it up and shut up. They shouldn't so, have to. So they're forced by these taxes to sponsor these programs that they're cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that you're going to get these programs funded is because people don't put their money where their mouth yeah. is. So they're forced. I to. see what you're saying, but that's like not old school liberalism. Old school liberalism was like, no, this is a totally old school liberalism, liberalism was like basically libertarianism and, uh, and like social care, essentially like European style care where it's like, we'll take care of people who need help and we'll leave everybody else alone. 
and we'll charge, we'll, we'll ask for just enough money to make sure that that happens. That was old school liberalism. I heard something great recently that said that the conservatives now are more liberal than the liberals were like in the 1990s. Economically, that's accurate. In, in a lot of ways, even socially, like there's not that many conservatives like, against like gay marriage and shit like that. Well, like all that's changed. Other than I like, never cared. hardcore Christians, I never cared. I don't I never give a cared. fuck. My parents. I also don't label myself. Like, that's right. That's I'm a I'm I am me, and I'm going to listen to all of your ideas, and I'll decide what's best. That's why this works, man. That's why I don't like man. labeling. Fucking, if you label yourself, you're always missing out on extra information. Like, yeah, it's just. It's just not, and, and, and I'm in the minority because most people love to be part of a team. That's, we live in a team life. Team Apple, Team Android, Team Pittsburgh, Team this, Team that. That's what we live in. And it comes, it even affects our everyday thinking and, and policy and everything. I mean, it, you live your life and you kind of want people to understand that, you know especially if you're doing something like this where you're going out and talking to people or you're putting your opinions out there. You know, you want them to understand you so that they can help you or that you can help them. Or I think that's why we're doing what we're doing. Oh yeah. I think that um, people fiend for good conversation, man. There's only so much you can take of like the mainstream. And then there is like the mainstream podcast too. Yeah. And, like they, to me, like I love Joe Rogan. That's that's one of the icons of this industry. But uh -huh. it's it it doesn't that it doesn't get old. But like it's a circle. Like he just brings on the same guest again. Um, Professional uh, yeah. podcast guests. And and now he's very careful. Like now now he's so powerful where he has more viewers than like an Oprah show, more viewers than like Twenty Twenty on ABC yep. News. Like you know, what I think that is. I think he that's the responsibility. Well, it's not necessarily just responsibility, whether it's financial or like social, but I think he has more viewers or subscribers or listeners because he's more open-minded. Well, I love like, his open-mindedness. People I mean, are like, I, I disagree with 50% of what he says, but that's 50% more people who are interested in hearing what he has to say. So that's why it's you like you cannot find 50% of the population today who will actually watch or listen to Oprah. No, but you can't. can find a lot of people <laughs> who listen to him depending <laughs> on the guests, especially he just had Elon Musk for the second time on. I mean, yeah. that's huge. The millions of views that that gets like networks don't get that many views in like a week. Can you, you imagine? He gets that in one episode. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people uh, I associate with, they will compare Elon Musk to Howard Hughes is like basically the father of commercial flight, you know? I wish I knew a little bit more about him. I haven't yeah. even seen Davey do. Yeah. Well. Shout out to uh, DiCaprio. I love DiCaprio, him. Scorsese, Howard Hughes. That's a Scorsese film? Yeah. yeah. I didn't that even was know first that. collaboration. I did not know that. It was the first collaboration. So check that out. It's a good film. Um, I always heard it was, and I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen the one where he dreams and shit. What's it called? <laughs> uh I think you're talking Insomnia? about Shutter Island. No, 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 no. That doesn't. I heard that is great, and that it's is good. on my to-watch list. Good. No, I'm talking about the one where fucking the you can jump around in dreams. Inception. Inception. I haven't seen, you haven't Inception. seen Inception. I haven't. All right. Well, let's. I'm make waiting for a couple right moments to see these movies in the right state of mind. Put it that way. And okay. That's one. I got that's you. one that's on that list. 
I got you when you're ready. Let's, let's do that. Um, where were we? Okay, so um, yeah, Howard Hughes, Elon Musk, innovation, like taking things to the next level. Can you imagine what it would have been like to have somebody like that on a radio show in like the 30s or 40s? Somebody who's like thinking bigger than just having a plane to take people across the ocean. He's like, I want to put people on the moon, baby. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I want to go to Mars. <laughs> it's my radio. That's crazy. <laughs> if people treated uh, Howard Hughes like they treat Elon Musk, uh, it'd be, we would be a lot further along than we are now. Even yeah. with all the stuff that's going on. Um, I don't know that much about Howard Hughes. I know that he was a very, uh, uh, what's the word, eccentric? Eccentric. Right? He's, eccentric. He's like crazy, like standoffish. Those and he, are my favorite type of people, man. Like, <laughs> I, I have that in me too. And um, but he was I'm not like, saying that I am. He was like Dracula. He was like living a bathrobe for most of the day. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You yeah. do you. You do you. If that's what makes that motherfucker innovate, then go for it, bro. Fucking jump Think up and down. As long as you're not hurting children or Just doing do the something math. that hurts other people, I'm yeah. down for whatever the fuck you need to do. And he comes Fucking out. And marry a pigeon like, like Tesla tried. You know what I'm saying? Comes out and, and he's like, let's build this plane that can do all these things. Let's build this engine that can win World War II. I'm like, <laughs> okay. See, I don't know anything about that. So I, I got to get educated on how it use. That's one uh, historical figure that I shamefully uh, will admit that I do need to know a little bit more about. I, I would say for the, in the context of today, because, you know, most people have, you know, either seen that flash in the pan, they've understood the history look at Elon Musk and put it into the context of when, you know, the like machinery was changing forever. Like they were starting to mass produce cars and mass produce airplanes and all these things. Like his was a very influential mind behind that. And the way that people compare him to Musk or Musk to him is that electric cars, space travel, all, all these things, like nothing would have happened without that kind of mind. And that's, that's the connection that people make. Yeah, Musk has some haters, and that's always something that intrigued me and um, always something that made me qu not question, but, like, just just take everything, not with a grain of salt either, but, like, tr try to slow down, not just immediately jump on the hype of anything that he does. Right. Um, but at the same time, the more, the more that time passes and that time and that frame of thinking, the more I respect the guy. Sure. Um, some of the most, someone that's very uh, influential and respected in my life hates Elon Musk. It's a lawyer in South Florida who yeah. I fucking love his opinions on subjects. We 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 definitely don't think alike in a lot of things, and he right. despises Elon Musk. For, but he has for years. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I gotta say, like I've I've found him to be more convincing, or I've had more of a positive. Uh, outlook or positive interpretation of what he's said in the last year or so previously i was like okay he's just he's just trying to get rich like just say what you want influence the stock market etc but uh, as things have progressed you'll see that a lot of like trickle down technology a lot of things that you thought were science fiction they're not anymore and there's a lot of companies that are just like we can do this because that idea 
was publicized or somebody shared that thought in a tweet. And that is the power. Like that's what we're dealing with. It's, it's less, you know, we'll be the first people to Mars. It's more this, like this person or this company is where all of these ideas are coming from. They're not patenting any of it. They've really only got their car company and SpaceX. And, and the solar. Okay. And any other like... And the tunnel system. Subsidiary technology that is not yet proven. But my point and is... And the Born company. Do you know what the Born company? I'm listening. Sorry, go ahead with the Born. No, I'm just saying that like you could come up with an idea, patent it, and not tell anybody where it's from, but it could have been shared in a late night high tweet from Elon Musk and you take it to the next level. Which I love. Right. I'm just saying like, okay, you, you might not have thought about it that much and taken it to that next step. But the fact that you let somebody else do it without charging them for that intellectual property, you know, I think that's pretty awesome. Because if you did that, if you put a TM after every one of your tweets and said, this is my idea, you can't have it, then there would be a lot less innovation. But people are taking those ideas and they're running with them and they're building businesses based upon that, even now. So I think that's, I think that's powerful. It is super powerful, man. And he is a special human being. That's, that's my conclusion is that like after researching him and, and, and just trying to see where, what, what his, um, and you can't tell what's his, intent? person's intentions, yeah. what's, what's, his, what's his end game. Like, what's he really trying to do? It doesn't seem like he's trying to do anything in particular, just get to Mars. But it doesn't even matter because <laughs> his, his, the results of what you're saying, like just people taking one of his ideas and running with it and right. hopefully creating better ideas, better technology and so on and so forth speaks for itself. It's, it's so a new I, technological uh, revolution. And it didn't, it didn't start with him, but I feel like there's a lot of revolution in that vein that's attributed to him and he's responsible for, it, but he's not financially responsible for it. No, but he, he's such a fucking like cre- creative, unique individual. Like uh-huh. even when he's on a two hour, three hour conversation with Joe Rogan, uh-huh. when you, when, when he gets asked a question, he's the most odd interview dude like in my personal opinion he he thinks like he'll get asked a question and he'll put his head to the side there's a there's uncomfortable silence for a few seconds here's what and i then, think. and then he'll answer it's like that i respect that because like most people in that type of setting like will immediately just shoot off what's going on through their head Right, his head works so differently that like he's got to analyze the question. It seems like, and this is what I'm observing. Is that mm-hmm. He analyzes it and then comes up with the best answer, maybe because of who he is, where he knows he's such like last time, the first time he was on on, on the show, he got a lot of heat for um, talking about certain things that caused the stock to go down. His stock uh-huh. in companies that he's that he's involved with. Um, but he's even in that first interview, he's still answered like that, um, which I always found unique. Like I respect that. I respect the fact that you, he stays true to who he is first and second interview. Um, he is someone that will definitely be written for written about for a long time. But at the same time, I wish that he talked more about testing. 
like that's the only thing where I don't know where like I can see where my conspiracy side is like okay like I see what you're doing and who you are and what you do right you literally took a genius's fucking name and put it in your main product uh-huh. like I feel like if you are having these long form conversations like I don't know like he's I never past, hear him t- I never hear him talk about it but he's maybe past he Tesla. That's the answer to that question. He's past Tesla. But he has his name. Like, he should, like, yeah. te- I mean, I, I, don't I, know, I don't know if you can pass the Tesla, bro. Like, if, he's, if you he's look at what Tesla's work is, yeah. at the time that he was alive, it makes Thomas Edison look like that's not what, That's not what I meant. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, he's, I didn't mean he's past Tesla, as in he's excelled past where the innovation of the, the person Tesla was. He, as a person is like, he's done with the car company, Tesla. He's beyond it. Like in his mind, he's working on like the next five to 10 things that are the new Tesla. Here's where I will, I will count, not counter, but just inform you of this is that Tesla right now is what gives him money for those things that you are talking about. Yes, that's true. So that's why it is crucial. That's why, that's why he, fucking sleeps at his factory that's why he now says holy shit factory workers are like more important to society than fucking lawyers like this is like his whole mind changed because of the cash factor that's coming out of the work that you're talking about you need it so yeah like i think i still think it's important maybe not for like the visionary part of it but for the for the money that's coming out of it to fund those projects that you're that we know he's thinking about his number one thing is mars he 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 literally talked about on the rogan podcast recently that like he had the opportunity to build um his dream house and do all this shit and he started buying houses all over the place like Uh a house here a house there especially all the houses around him and he was like thinking of this project and he's like wait a minute priorities like should I spend all this time on this fucking house or should I spend time on Mars? And then it's like, it's a no brainer. Like I don't have time to do this house shit. So that's why he also announced that he's selling all of his houses, selling everything with uh-huh. the, with the brilliance of if I want stuff, I can still buy it. But I realized that I'm too attached to this stuff. And then something you said in this whole beginning of this conversation with involving Tesla uh-huh. is that he's rich. And he sees that as an attacking point. He says, I get attacked all the time for being a billionaire. So fuck you. I'm going to sell all my shit and you can go fuck yourself because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be attacked because of the toys. Well, no, financially, he's never going to have a problem unless he is an idiot. Correct. That's what I said. So, That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, you still got yeah. have money. So a hundredth of what his, his wealth is now and he'll still be fine. You're uh, still going to rent a dope ass house. Dope, dope ass house. <laughs> dope, like so dope but he is up he put up every single one of his properties up for sale which cool is cool and like cool. i respect that well maybe he and knows something a lot don't. of his material possessions <laughs> no he literally said it's because of like the attacks that he gets you but you're yeah. a billionaire he goes oh okay so i'm gonna sell my shit then i'm like i'm gonna be like uh, you yeah rent i'm gonna rent and be a billionaire <laughs> not have to worry about people cutting your grass or you know taking care uh, of it that busted uh, pipe <laughs> yeah, exactly. call the landlord and go to lunch and like take care of it not 
you know, spend the weekend dealing with it yourself. Trade-offs, my friend. He's a character, man. Yeah. Let me get through some... Let me get through some uh, some kind of quick stuff, and we can get into politics. We talked about Biden earlier a little bit, but I think the the majority of our meat. Yeah, and there are some subjects. Yeah, so uh, real quick, in entertainment news, for more proof that Tom Cruise is nuts. That's awesome. He's planning on making a movie in space. He got with, permission with SpaceX. <laughs> He got permission to film on the space yes, station. He, he does all of his own stunts, and there's no way this movie's getting made without him doing all of his own stunts in space. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at how he looks for his age, and you see other people his age look the way that they look. There's, I don't think he's quite not, 60 yet. I think he's like 58 or 59. Bro, he looks fucking great. He looks like he's in his 40s, for sure. And I'm yeah, not sure he, if you've seen like any of the last Mission Impossible movies, but... Doing his he had the famous ankle, yeah. He had the famous ankle break. Broke his I don't know if you saw that. His ankle, I, I watched it happen. <laughs> I couldn't watch it because I hate watching that shit, but I know about it. Dude, and like, dude, he's amazing. Say what you will about Scientology and how nuts he is, but let's just to let's, 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 let's literally elevate it. Let's take it to the stratosphere, let's take it to the space station. You know how many people he's gonna get to join now that he's in space, like. That's his, that's their thing. The Space Force is going to be his claim to fame. He's going to be an honorary Space Force member. Shout out to Steve Carell. Steve Carell, shout out. He might even be in the movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Steve I thought Carell, that was pretty Steve cool, Carell man. Would probably be happy to be in that movie, I think. <laughs> I was like, the first things I thought about that are, what are Flat Earthers going to think? That was my first thought. My second thought was... Um, the recruitment tool that that is is amazing. Yeah, I, I saw a story. I saw a story. Well, I, I was thinking about the the space force recruitment. the 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 tagline was maybe your purpose isn't on this earth. That's awesome. Maybe, maybe you're meant for something that's greater than this world or something like that. I don't remember the exact quote, but like, think about what that does to people who are like, I think I want to join the military. I think I want to be a pilot. Like my brother-in-law. I think I want to be an astronaut. No, I want to be a military astronaut. <laughs> I want to be like the first general of the Space Force. I respect it, bro. Like, Imagine. If you're, if you're doing it for um, the right reasons, then more power to you. Hey, whatever's up here, you got to use it. Exactly. You got to extrapolate that. All right, so that's entertainment news. Uh, so Don Shula passed away recently. He was 90 years old. He was the winningest coach in the NFL. Did Holy not know crap. that. Wonderful steaks. <laughs> I was going to say, shout out to Shula Steakhouse. Shout out to Shula Steakhouse. The, the dessert floor or whatever, you got to go down a staircase or up a staircase to get your pie. It's pretty amazing. Uh, they had a great like happy hour menu, so uh-huh. that's the only reason like that I would fucking go there. So right. it was it was fucking fire. So they build them right by my old job. Exactly, right down there. <laughs> Not shout out to ADT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not shout out to ADT. They how do you think? Guys. How do you think Marshawn Lynch is doing in Westworld? Because he apparently thinks he's good enough to get back on the Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch is one of the most unique. He's a Ricky Williams type running back, but like more of a fuck you attitude instead of laid back attitude. Yeah. So uh, Marshawn, to be honest, when I first saw him on there, I'm like, that, that dude looks that so time? familiar. 
when, broke when I saw, uh, I said when I saw Marshawn on the show, I was yeah. like, damn, that looks so familiar. I'm like, that's Marshawn Lynch. It has to be like, like his, his dead ass eyes. Like you know, it was him. <laughs> that's why he's wearing sunglasses. Like the he whole. He was time. great. He was funny. Um, I agree. I love Beast Mode, and um, in the NFL, no matter what, like he's a he's a five yard and less type of rusher now. Yep. That's like that's that's they bring specialty. him in when they need it. Yep. We yeah, he's almost like now. a fullback. He's almost like a fullback. Yeah, you're right. But you're like, right. but so I think that as long as he's physically healthy, yeah, you try to stop that big dude. He's fucking thick. He's part of the big boy club, and Marshawn is always going to be a fucking problem if you're in a short yardage situation. I think he could play another five years, honestly. Especially yeah. if you use him like that. If you use him yep. in short yardage situations, fuck yeah. He's not running. He's not going for the long 30-yard run. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to break holes. He's trying to get you that touchdown, which is one of the stupidest coaching mistakes of all time where you throw, you you call it throwing play, and you can Uh just hand it off the fucking ball. That's all you got to do. Shout out to the fucking Seahawks coach, fucking USC. I forgot (laughs) his name. Uh, Carol. P. Carol. Carol. Pete Carroll, you're a cool motherfucker. I love you, but that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It was seen the dumbest life. shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was the stupidest shit, and that just ruined your legacy. Bro. My boss and in I football. talk about that play all the time. It's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit ever. ever. Are you going to pass? There's no excuses. No, there's no excuses. Oh, you have one of the most powerful weapons in short yardage history, like literally in the top five guarantee of all time. All you have to do is give it to you. Throw it. All you have Just to do is Beast Mode. The guy's name is Beast Mode. <laughs> yeah, give it to a guy named Beast Mode who specializes <laughs> in what you need at this very second. He's got mode uh, on the back of his jersey. Nah, you try to fucking go. Come for on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Pete Carroll, exactly. I'm pretty sure you became a billionaire because you made that decision. You Pete Carroll was a little corrupt too in USC. He was part of that whole Reggie Bush situation. That's true. Which is my favorite running back of all time. If you shout people, out. my our listeners, shout out Who to that, Reggie baby. Bush. Who watch that? watch some fucking Reggie Bush highlights Reggie Bush from college. In college was the greatest of all time. Check it the out. Fucking go <laughs> him and Bo Jackson. He is the greatest. No question. No oh question. God, it was beautiful, dude. I, I remember going to a party in Gainesville, Florida with the Gator fans and yeah. getting into a drunk argument at a kite party about how Reggie Bush will be one of the most dominant football players in the NFL, which he never was. Never really was, yeah. But I remember like arguing like, how can that skill not carry over? And it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more in his work ethic after he got a lot of money and yeah. drama and losing the Heisman and all that shit. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, so further on sports, let's talk about Alex Smith. Do you he's remember? Back. No, he's not back. He's actually going to a military hospital now because his leg injury was so bad that they compared it to a war wound. The only thing I saw with Alex Smith is that his wife was recording videos of him throwing and he looked good. I guess it's because his full leg is in a cast because he can't. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, so that, that guy's a system quarterback, in my opinion. But that sucked. That injury sucked. I didn't remember the tackle though that caused it. Yeah, that it was, was like, nasty. That was like a year and a half, two years ago. And was it Mackenzie Milton nasty? It was worse than that. 
Are you fucking serious? His leg broke in two places. But yeah. like the tackle and the hit was worse. Yeah, it wasn't just like a tendon extension or whatever. It was like that. You, it was actually it was so so fast and so many people around it. You didn't even really see what happened. But uh, okay. like they cut they cut away to a commercial immediately. They were like, nope, we're not even giving anybody a chance to see what happened. Ugh, I hate <laughs> I hate bone break. I hate I fucking despise those type of videos. Like mm. I that's one of my weaknesses. I don't like that shit. Can't do it. Yeah, I don't like watching the replay. If I saw it live, I'm not going to watch the replay. That shit hurts. Like, On the I, other side of things, where you see that guys cannot be broken, they absolutely cannot. The mountain from Game of Thrones, Half Thor Bjornsson, has deadlifted pounds? the most weight ever deadlifted 1,104.52 pounds. Oh, this wow. dude, and, and he died immediately in the show, right? It was a real quick dead but he's got to be the strongest man alive right now but he wasn't really quick dead he survived a lot of death where they even like had surgery death where he, where he beat up the fucking the guy from narcos the dude from narcos <laughs> <laughs> that's he right he popped his eyeballs out uh-huh and then yeah he got dead that, yeah dude <laughs> um yeah that's that's incredible there's actually uh, for the for our listeners um if you if you like that guy a cool a cool video to look up is that guy sparring with Conor McGregor, and yeah. Conor's just you get to see how fucking skilled Conor is. But yeah, Conor was fucking him up a little bit because that guy can't catch him. You're not going to yeah. be able to catch someone like Conor who hits hard too. Too much mass. <laughs> yeah, it's way too much speed too on Conor's part, and Conor has power. Like a, a lot of those power hits, how tall no is how big you are is going to hit you. How tall is he? Um, he's probably less than six question. He's probably no, like yeah, five, yeah. seven, five, eight, right? I think he's a little taller than that. He's probably like five ten, five nine. Okay, so I can take him. I might, I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Connor McGregor height. He's five nine. I said five nine, yeah, five okay. ten. He's five nine according to Google. So I got him. Cool. Yeah, that he's got <laughs> one of the most powerful left hands in the world. Like he literally has like a. Like, if it was a video game, he has, like, a power punch. Yeah. <laughs> Super punch out. You don't even get to finish the sentence. Transition into while we're in sports. Shout out. It felt normal. And this is not even, like, my thing. Like, even Luis J. Gomez is going to tweet it. I'm like, I agree with you, bro. It felt normal to watch the rattlesnake, the Cuban, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. What, Puerto Rican rattlesnake. Yeah. Rattlesnake rattlesnake Puerto Rico. Shout out to that. Yeah, the vato. <laughs> that's Mexican, bro. Really. Um, sorry. The UFC, <laughs> UFC being live was incredible, bro. It was, it was, it was. First of all, it's in Jacksonville. Second of all, it's sports. It's the most bet on UFC of all time, which uh-huh. is insane because people are fiending to put money on fucking games. I didn't realize anything. These, on anything, right? Now, so that that's crazy. And then third of all, I love how. Dane at the end tells the world, he goes, listen, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, what country you're in. If you're thinking about opening back up and you need to test your system and you need to do this, yep, go to Florida. Because Florida is the key. Like, like I loved him for that. I was doing like, it right. That's awesome. He's, he's shouting out the leadership here because we are doing good. Like this, fuck. And I hate to say that because like, I like the whole we're weird and like, don't come here. 
like uh, we were talking about earlier. I like the whole fact that we're like, Florida's a fucking weird state in this country. Good, it keeps out all those fucks out there in the West. But <laughs> to our listeners, like Florida's awesome. And Dana White just put us here. on the map. People who live here who enjoy their weirdness and their relative freedom and no their state ability. taxes and shit. No yeah. state taxes. It's it's pretty easy living if you can get it. And gorgeous beaches. Gorgeous beaches. Great food. Great food. There's culture everywhere. There's the state is also not the same anywhere. Like you can literally travel to different parts of states and almost be like in different countries. Like yeah that's true i love that about the state man and And i I think like south florida has pretty much been the same for a while because it's just so diverse and there's just so much going on but now you can go to a lot of cities in central and even north florida northwest florida and they've got their own little neighborhoods where it's totally different and you know i I appreciate that i i went to downtown tallahassee two years ago and it had its own little like hipster vibe there was another area that was like a little like a spanish town you know, and there's a lot more than I remember, you know, from being there before. And uh, Florida's got a lot to offer. And I think people are underestimating it for all the news stories that you see about people from Florida. Florida man. <laughs> World-class university system. We're going to be the next think, California. I'm telling you right now. I think it's our, um, it's our gift is that we're weird and we are, we are considered like, the black sheep of the country, but I love it. Like we're powerful, dude. Like we 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 determine elections. Like this is this is this is <laughs> that may or may state, not have happened bro. once. <laughs> yeah, but this this is like uh, I mean, it could have affected Donald. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most if, powerful if, states in the fucking union. This is a Clinton, top three, top four state. If Clinton had had uh, actually campaigned in those three states that she lost, that Trump won, then yeah. We could have determined she that. She campaigned here. Her rallies were shit. I almost went to one, and it was like in a gymnasium. Dude, when, when she the- becomes the nominee, good transition, good segue. Don't say segue. Uh, good transition. <laughs> when she becomes the nominee, let's go to one of her rallies. We already got press credentials. Oh, I got invites to her. Let's do I it. almost went, bro. I, I even talked to like a Clinton supporter on the phone that called me from being on the list. Like, Real quick. Before we jump into politics, I want to get your review on the Golden Monkey Sour. It's the Sour Monkey. It's from Downington, PA, 9.5%. What was your... Sour beers are not my thing, but being of how good that sour beer is, and you can just fucking taste the quality and the engineering behind not making it too sour, letting the fruit notes fucking hang out too. Before you give it a score, Uh how does it compare to the original, the regular Golden Monkey? What do you think about it? To be honest, man, I would have to drink a Golden Monkey to give you the honest opinion because I'm going off the memory, man. (laughs) Um, I can go get one right now. I I actually need a refill, to be honest, because I'm done with mine. See, look. So I actually need a refill. Um, Comparing the two is, is kind of crazy because it's a sour versus um, what is the other one? Just a regular triple. Triple. Yeah. triple. triple. yeah. I don't know why I call it triple. That's my because you're Spanish. Yeah, exactly. So I fuck up a lot of, a lot of words. <laughs> uh, so that that triple is amazing from what I remember. Um, but just because of the 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 
the skill that went into making this sour as good as it is. And for me not to like sours, that's why, like, it's bringing up the score, man. Even if it was a low, low score, I'd still be – I'd still think that you enjoyed it. Like, sours to me are usually in the sixes or sevens just for my taste flavor. Right. Like, like I don't like sours. That's just not my thing. Like, wild sours, saisons, (sighs) et cetera. I'm fighting between giving it above eight or not. Like that's literally where my head is for, for this. I think that's maybe volumes. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give it the score at the end. Um, okay. I'm going to get a refill. So yeah. um, just let me put this hat down. Maybe talk to the fans really quick about I'll talk to the um, fans. That's cool. All right. Yeah, talk to the fans thoughts. about some shit coming up and some thoughts. And I'll be I'll try right to read. I'm going to try to read the books behind you. That's fine. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, and those who don't identify as binary. Um, watched a couple of good movies this week. I'm in the middle of a couple of good books. Uh, one that I can recommend I'm reading again is American Lion, which is a John Meacham uh, bio on Andrew Jackson. Shout out to Dylan Batard. He gave me that book. Um, just incredible intrigue. Uh, it's Southern politics. You know, on the, you know, what you think is not what you understand, but what you would, you'd be surprised to learn about the lead up to the Civil War. A lot of the kind of cloak and dagger stuff, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of the soap opera stuff that happened before, uh, you know, the the country went to war with itself. I thought that was interesting. Um, Also, I want to give another shout out to... um, um, culture is everything. It's a book that I'm reading, reviewing for American Society for Quality. Um, it, it it gets into exactly what you need to know about uh, when you join a new company, what you need to learn prior to excelling in it. Uh, and it's true. I mean, I agree with the author on a lot of things. Culture is everything is uh, is a is a great book, and uh, I'm going to have a review, a a better, more polished review on on the site soon. So now we're back. We refuse to cut. We refuse to edit anything on this. Yeah, show. we don't edit. Dude. We don't pay anybody for that. No, fuck that, dude. You I'm gonna give the it. Sour Monkey a good old eight point two. I think it's. You know, I I think, you know, to, to to get past it, when you think about a regular Golden Monkey, it's got kind of a flat flavor, and the value is really in how it pulls off the high content without making you think that it's a high content beer. The Sour Monkey does it better than that. It's even better. So, in order to give your comparison, why don't you tell us what you're thinking? To be honest, man, I mean, you you said you you worded that pretty perfectly because thank you. That might be the reason why uh, I'm going to bring it over. Like I was thinking in between seven point nine and eight point one uh-huh. for that beer, but just the fact of what you just said that the the, the high alcohol is hidden so well. Yeah, that, so if you that, have, that is if you have, skill. If you have like two, you're like, all right, I got to figure out where I'm at right now. <laughs> like, not for, yeah, like, it's it's like, I feel good. Like, you feel really good after two. Yeah. So I just poured in the golden. So before. Yeah. This is the, the golden monkey, not the sour monkey. So I'm not going to grade either <laughs> one yet. But, but um, the other thing I just wanted to say is because um, – Recently, uh, we were doing some Zoom uh, conferences with between all our friends. Uh, yeah. Especially like 
your college crew, my girlfriend's college crew, and um, tequila was a big part of that conversation. That's so, amigos. Like, my girlfriend was anti-tequila since I met her, and yeah, she went with the Casamigos. The Blanco. Trevor, the Trevor edition. That's right. I don't know. Can the we Clooney. check if, it's, if you have the same batch number at some Probably. point? So we're 23099, made in Hecho in Jalisco, Mexico, Blanco. Jalisco, Salata, Jalisco. It's uh, 100% tequila agave azul. So this is the, from the blue agave. Super, super late, good. To be honest, it was you could, you could drink it. delicious. You could drink you it drink. No ice, no additives, no salt, no nothing. Just put it in a glass and just it's sip quality. it. It's it amazing. It's so good. I did I not. I was actually pissed at like the price point it was at. I'm like, I thought it was going to. I didn't think it was like that. And then when I tried it, I'm like, oh, I, I see, see why. why. Yeah. I see why. You're Put actually it, a legitimate player. I thought it was just a celebrity bullshit. Put it next to any other tequila that you know by name. Like and a Blanco? going to beat it. And I, I haven't and had it. George Clooney's name is on it. That shit I, is dope. That's the signature, yeah. Uh, the I haven't had the Mezcal, but I've heard that it's banging. Like, oh, there's Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had any of them, and um, it says notes of a smooth vanilla finish. And to be honest, man, it was one of the best tequilas I've had. Yeah, uh, especially for a blanco. Blancos are usually the cheapest of the cheap. Yeah. Um, did you make a margarita with it, or you just have it in a glass, or what? I myself tried it first in a half of a shot just uh-huh. so that i can know what the fuck i'm fucking with she got it to make a drink called the paloma yeah um, paloma. Which is, yeah the paloma which uh in english which in spanish means a uh, pigeon yep. no paloma is <laughs> like a pigeon I think. pigeon i might be wrong but that's what i think it means <laughs> i hope you're right because <laughs> you speak the language my yeah friend. i speak the language so <laughs> i'm pretty sure paloma is pigeon oh shit um but shout out to to Casa because I was very 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 impressed. Um, just on a street tequila drinking, I would say that it's a good eight point six. Nice. It was a hard. It was just a good quality fucking tequila, man. And that's a high score, dude, for a blanco. Blancos to me, like I said, are always been like known as the. The mixer. Cheap margarita mixer right. shit. I tried a little bit on its own, and then I made a margarita with um, just lime juice and simple syrup. And it was, again, the best margarita I've ever had. That's uh, fucking to, to, awesome. To make it at home with no training, <laughs> it's the best you've ever had. Yeah, it says a lot. That it says quite a bit, man. Of course, then again, I'm not really a, a tequila connoisseur. If we went to bourbon. I'm not either, bro. Yeah. I'm not either. Um, the most expensive, best tequila I've ever had was the 1942, I guess it's called. Yeah. And it was it was good, but this this really 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 shocked me on how how smooth and and flavorful it was. It, it they they mastered it where it doesn't give you that tequila harshness. Like uh-huh. like they they really mellowed that out. Cool. Well, I hope we can give some listeners some strength there and they can certainly make their own decisions they want to spend that much for a bottle of tequila that they're hopefully not gonna just waste (laughs) no yeah for the listeners like just 
this is this is also what I call like a social media tequila, meaning that like it's trendy as fuck. It's um, true, it is. It's it's a George Clooney. It's it's like very very Instagrammable. It's it's super super trendy, super trendy brand. And um, for that being said, like it, it lived up to the hype. I I was lo- kind of looking forward to like shutting it down like these motherfuckers i thought the price points again. i thought the price points <laughs> i was kind of looking be, forward to shutting it down <laughs> yeah i was gonna look forward to like fuck you you're over you're overpriced now that being said they're not like super expensive but they're also not cheap nope not, not by any fucking it's means definitely the most i've spent in a bottle of tequila ever yeah for sure it was over 40 dollars, which yeah. like i for a blanco like that's crazy to me um but i see why and and i see that that George made quite the investment, and so, I know this made him wealthy. Yeah, they sold the company for a billion dollars. I remember that. Diageo. And he himself had a paycheck of $270 million. Shout out to George Clooney and his him beautiful fucking gangster wife. Gang star. He made that much money. That made him the highest paid actor of the last five years. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Amazing investment, bro. Amazing. Whoever the fuck talked you into this, bro. Whatever party you were at, whatever meeting you took, yeah, that, that was the move, bro. I'm I'm certain that they had help, but it, and like the label's so simple but so clean. Like that's the one thing that my girlfriend kept saying is like she loved the label. Yeah, and I'm like it's such a simple, basic label, but like it's perfect. It's it's literally a perfect label um, of simplicity, very very simple graphic designs, and just just yeah, I was impressed, man. And you're good. the one that got you're the one that got me kind of excited that she got. I kept trying to talk her out of it, to be honest. I was at the yeah. I was at the I was we were at ABC Liquors, and that's a, a Florida company, and um, I was like, look at this one. This one's on sale. It's ten dollars off. This one's only this like it's gonna be less than that let's do this it's just like nope i want my george clooney i'm like that's there a power fuck that's the power of celebrity right there well so i'm like i even told her I'm, I'm gonna stop trying to talk you out of it because that's what you want <laughs> it's interesting i just don't like buying shit at full price <laughs> nobody does my friend and we got we got our our golden monkey uh, variety pack this week uh, coming at you from Publix for half price. Thank you very much. Uh, price meeting Bogo, buy one get one free. That's right. Awesome deal. These are normally twelve ninety five a six pack. That's twelve dollars and ninety five cents American at at so, Publix and at liquor stores. They're less. Um, they're like nine ninety. They're like yeah, it's like nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine. Ten dollars. Right? That's what you would expect for a craft beer anyway. Have you had um, MIA Brewing Company's Tourist Trap yet? I have had Tourist Trap, dude. I've had Tourist Trap when I lived before Lagerdale. Tourist yeah. Trap is another mind eraser. That's it's like ten or ten and a half percent. What is that? An IPA? No, it's a it's a triple. It's a triple made in Doral, Florida. Yeah, I definitely have had tourist trap. Is that the one with the gator on it? No, it's an orange uh, orange can. Not sure if you've seen that yet in a store. No, no, I've I've a hundred percent had it, but I'm trying right now. Yeah. My brain is going towards how. The That's fuck another one of those ones like? where it's like, how am I this drunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tourist trap. Tourist trap is um, one that would go on sale often in South Florida, uh-huh. 
So I do, I do recall getting fucked up off tourist trap. I just can't picture so the So the strategy with that one is you bring one to a football tailgate and you start with that. And then you drink like a, you drink that and you drink a bottle of water and then you see how you feel. <laughs> and then you determine how else you want to drink. Because for me, a lot of times I'll just have one of those and I'll just like coast for like a few hours. <laughs> just I want to hang out with the guys that are fucking shotgun in those. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that video I sent you earlier, the Chinese guy. It's just oh like, yeah. This guy He's famous. I've seen him in a lot of shit. I know. Just this like shotgunning, hard. like flaming liquid. And I don't know if it's, like rocket fuel and then he does like a, a whole pint of something and then he just drinks a the combination of different liquors and then he jumps a whole beer in that and then a raw egg it's like, yeah but the guy in the background is what also makes the video hilarious that's true it's like that's like the hype man the hype man it's exactly. like your your boy coming across the stage before you start rapping <laughs> right, I'm gonna give some scores, man. Let's go. Uh, I'm a, I'm absolutely amazed now after drinking the golden one that the I only like one the, I've ever I had like from the sour them. one more. <laughs> I like the sour one more, bro. Like I'm gonna get I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eight point four on the sour. Eight point four on the sour. Eight point four because like there's so much technique and skill involved in that beer, and with Golden Monkey, which I don't think I've ever scored nine point five. Really quick, it's a mystical flavors to enlighten you. Uh, nose is loaded with Belgianese character of banana and clove, an equally fruity body balanced with a light earthy hop character. Savor the notes of orange and spice, followed by a dry finish. And it's also from the Pilsner malt. Yeah, and hops are the tetanin. The clove, is, the clove is what they don't get right all the time, I think. Bill and Ron approve. It's just like um, there's too much of that, it's almost like too too much like banana i guess when when you drink like traditional belgians like the quads 7.4 7.4 yeah regular? i agree with that i'm gonna stand pat with that yeah and the sour just absolutely blew it out of the fucking ballpark the sour is so shit. good compared to the regular. it is now that i kind of regret not getting two sours yeah well i mean <laughs> the, the sales still to gonna be on until uh, next wednesday or until oh, one yeah. this week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I, 12, yeah, I'm gonna go back. of those is good. It's a really good deal. Dollar I'm gonna do a quick piece. one, and this is a little bit underrated, I think, because you can't see the the best art from the um, from the can. But this is Bear Lasers from Hidden. Such a cool name. Yeah, from Hidden Springs Ale Works. As you can see, that's a perfect uh, laser noise. Very Star Warsy. Yeah, Star Wars called me, but I was Check busy. Uh, go get this. It's available in uh, four packs, full pints, imperial pints. It's an IPA? It's an IPA. It's not too $11 strong. $11 a four pack or what? 6.7%. It's like eight bucks a four pack at ABC. What do you think? Um, I'm going to give this a nice 8.5. Wow. So it's a yeah, really it's good a IPA. It's a fruity IPA and it's drinkable. I think that's a good a good pool beer because... Uh, Compared to a high life. Uh, high is a different animal because there's almost no fruit in that to me <laughs> this, this is like a fruit ipa high is like nothing high is straight pine needles so so, like, so like, in the fruit ipa what kind of fruit are you tasting there uh there's you know what it tastes like to me is more like pineapple and uh maybe like mango 
So it's Damn, tropical. That sounds it's fucking tropical. delicious. It's very good. And, and, and to the point, it's like uh, you can have a couple of them and not feel like you're, you know, starting to get kind of like tired. Like a couple of, a couple of high lies and I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Here's from our hopefully future guest, Lawyer Ben. He said, did you know, he gave me this, did you know we had a, um, it was really cool. And I'll did go you into know? that in a second. He said, did you know that high lies have about 400 or plus calories per each can? Nah, it's not that. I go, I did not know that. It's no, Ben that. said, I, Ben said that. Well, okay. Tried, it's, a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. When he said those it's numbers, like, it's, I, like, it's like 175. He said 400 per can. He said it more than 400. Falsehood. And if he got you to believe that, <laughs> he's a great lawyer. I don't want to meet him, but I'm probably not going to want to remember anything he said. We're going to bring on he's a great Ben onto liar. the show. Dude, he's such a fucking great guy. He's and a I persuasive can't wait to have a little motherfucker, isn't he? Yeah, he is, dude, because I was like, holy shit, is that like, no. I, was, I was blown away by that. That would be illegal. Not really, but I'm just saying. He also had a theory that he goes, this is my uh, theory, is that people who drink black coffee without anything, which is me, that's all that's, that they're the psychopaths? fucking drinking. No, he said the type of beers that they like are probably IPAs. And I go, Ben, wait, no. <laughs> what do you, which, which, which beers have the most coffee notes? Porters and stouts. Like, that's ex- like yeah. no, definitely not an IPA. So huh. I'm a Porter and Stout guy, and I promise you, I drink way more fucking non-sugar black coffee yeah. than anybody. Like yeah. I'm up there, like with a coffee connoisseur. Like that's what I like. You know, good coffee. You're not supposed to add shit to it. That's why it's a good coffee. That's right. And no stronger the better. No nothing. A, a little serving goes a long way, right? Even the stronger ones, even the lighter ones. Without the sugar and shit, and you make it right, it tastes mm-hmm. good. You taste the fruity notes. You taste all the light shit. Like, yeah. It's good. And I see but, the appeal of, like, a Cuban coffee. I see the appeal of having, like... Cuban coffee's pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Once in a while, I'll really appreciate that. But if you say... Oh, if, if, you go to a, if you go to an Italian place, and you order espresso, and it's the good shit, nothing in it, by itself, perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. absolute perfection, dude. It's absolute perfection. And, and you're right. There's a time and place for a Cuban coffee. Like, the secret to a Cuban coffee, to in my opinion, living in fucking Miami, the fucking uh-huh. home, the, the home place other than Cuba of this country for that coffee, um, you always say mita azúcar. What does mita azúcar mean? It means have sugar. Yeah. Because these motherfuckers put in so much sugar into that. Like, Half is good for me. To, for our listeners that aren't familiar with what a Cuban coffee is, they serve it to you in a small styrofoam cup about this big. Half and when that you is get that cup, <laughs> you get shot glasses. I'm not even joking. You get shot glasses for you to share with the people that you're drinking with. I'm a savage, so I would drink the whole thing to the dome. You have but to. You literally get shot glasses. I got stuff to do. Let's go. Pronto, pronto. Those fucking coffee. And like Miami is such a fast paced business world yep. that I understood like once I got to know and live down there, feel the essence of, of the culture, um, I understood why that coffee is such a big part of it. Whether you're white, black, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Like that becomes part of your life. 
Let me ask you a quick question. Every workplace had it. Let me ask you a quick question about living in South Florida. Was there a time like during the day or was there an event where like people just let up on the gas pedal? In what sense? And and they're like, okay, let's just relax. Because a a lot of my time in South Florida has been, yeah, exactly. A lot of my time in South Florida has been for vacation or relaxation, visiting friends. And the gas is always to the max. Yeah. Well, at the same time, we'll like have an event and then there'll be some downtime. We're just like, let's just go to the beach and everybody's still drinking and partying. Yeah. Yeah. They're still partying and stuff. But Miami culture, like you said, is like mile a minute, you know, always that fast. And to me, whenever I've gone there, it's been like, yeah, I could see it happening around me, but I'm just like, I'm not drawn into that. And it seems like everybody's just doing what they're going to do. And I didn't, you know, so you live there for years. So I just wanted to get your perspective on what, what's the downtime in South Florida? When do you feel like you're relaxed? Personally to me was, and I was blessed. This is something that I will always hold uh, dear to my heart or close to my heart is um, waking up, stretching, and then walking outside to the ocean and it's still yep. like early in the morning. Yep. So the that madness isn't there. And I lived in a part of the beach where most of the people were older. So it was quiet. It was quiet. It was peaceful. It was my yeah. deepest meditations I probably ever had in my life. I'd meditate on the sand and then I would meditate in the water. And then you thank God, you thank the creator, you thank the universe, whatever you believe in, in water, because like you feel like when you're in that water and you look around you, you feel like you understand the, the, I'm going to put in simplest terms, the size of the world and the universe around you. Yeah. And you're very thankful of where you are. So that's, that's for me personally, that was my most peaceful time. That's very humbling too. Um, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was some of the best times of my life, man. It's like that. But you that would do really, it again. Like you would move back to the beach. You'd move back to South Florida, et cetera. I mean, here's the thing with South Florida, right? South Florida includes West Palm Beach, Broward County. And, oh my and God. Broward. It's like New York, but it's yeah. like a little bit more spread out. But if like, there's boroughs, right? And I would say Fort Lauderdale is my favorite borough. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale is my Lauderdale? favorite. I would, if I would do it again, I would do Fort Lauderdale again. Like Miami, Miami proper is too much for me, but I could do Lauderdale. I could do like. Miami is crazy and I would never do it. But for Lauderdale, I could do all day. I fucking love Fort Lauderdale, man. It was, it was absolutely a great time. Now to answer, to go a little bit deeper, if you didn't have the privilege of waking up and walking to the beach, um, I would say it's the people that take the time to research and do activities, go to the Coral Castle, go, go to these places like to museums, go to gardens, go to these places. It usually involves marijuana where it's like going to put you in a state of mind to go on to do all yeah. those things. Nature walk. Like, yeah. Those nature, okay. those, those touching with nature stuff mm-hmm. down there is it's, it's, it's world-class man. Like, like, even like going to have a fruit smoothie in this place that makes fruit smoothies, but you're like deep in the cut. Like you're, you had to travel an hour to get 
back there, uh-huh. and you're still, you know what I'm saying? Like, you live yeah. in Miami, but you still have to travel 45 minutes from that part of Miami to this other part of Miami. Like, that's where... Hey, man, we did that. You, you get that. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, you get... Yeah. You get this humbling experience, like you're, you said. And you're already in New York, but you got to take a 45-minute subway ride to get to the We didn't even – we <laughs> did that. We did that. But where I wanted to go, we Was all came to – we all came to a conclusion. Like, now nah, we're not going to go any further. <laughs> you're crazy. Okay. Like, that, that is you and me. the we're gonna do it. pizza place in the fucking country. I think we need we to stopped. do it. We didn't go so, – so there's one in Manhattan that's just as good as that one. Right. Allegedly, which allegedly. is John, John Bleeker's. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. But the great king of pizza reviews, which is Dave Portnoy, um, says that it's, that it's really king. good. He, I say that because, like, this story almost made me tear up, man, just seeing the headline. And I'm going to be dead honest. It was from the Detroit Free Press, was, was just talking about a mom and pop shop pizza place who he gave a review to the frozen pizza or to the pizza recently. I'm like, he's been doing a lot of unboxings. Right. It kept them in business. Like they were hurting. They were suffering till that review came out. I'm sure. Like that's the power. That's what I call the, like the Portnoy effect. Like that, that is beautiful to me. And, and that speaks to me. Sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off, but like, when you say when you're going to give something your time and you're going to review it because it's quality and then you can recommend it, that is incredible for that business. And if you don't want to review it or if you don't want to talk about it and it's not that good, don't even bring it on your show because you got to separate the wheat from the chaff, right? Like you have to and, have, and to like, keep his integrity and honesty, he talks about that. He's yeah, like designated that success like, versus failure. Like this to me is successful. This is why I think this business should go on. He uses more human terms, I'm sure, but that that speaks to me. It saved humans, like of their of their of their lifely not maybe not their like actual life, but like the way that they make money on this earth. Yeah. Like it saved a bunch of people where like the orders just started coming in. Like it was, and, and it's amazing because it's happened during the pandemic. Yeah. that's and it's, and it's showing that quality and, and, and someone that is true to their art, which is in this case, pizza making, um, will get the credit that it deserves. And that means regardless of how you feel about Dave Portnoy, he's got so many fucking haters. No. He, when he talks about pizza, man, like people it's listen. A, it, people fucking listen, and and more importantly than listen, they they act upon his words and his recommendations. Well, has he been this, to Orlando yet? Um, that's a great question. I, I think, think you should shout out to da- him. He did look- he he did Daytona because of the races, and he did Jacksonville, which he chose one of the worst. Like, I was so mad. I was so mad that he chose the place he did in Jacksonville because whoever the fuck at that time was recommending it, I wanted to slap him in the face. And right. It just made Jacksonville look like shit. So um, Picasso's Pizza in Jacksonville is some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. They're St. Louis style, but okay. it's amazing pizza. And 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 he and he got recommended some shit in Jacksonville. I was like, why would I eat there? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. You got some rednecks around. 
it was just shit. <laughs> in Orlando, and, and I've done, and I have a lot of frozen pizza reviews that eventually one day I'm going to release them all. Uh-huh. Like he's been doing those recently, and out of respect because I want to release my own, I haven't seen any of his frozen pizza reviews, not even one. I will not watch him at not all because I don't want. I'm going to try. I want. I don't want him to interfere with when I release my shit, which I'm also going to do like frozen burritos. I like. I like buying shit that like the normal person buys. The the ab- I feel like his weakness, to be honest, is that. He's used to people making him quality food, and he's the king of rating that, especially in the pizza world. But frozen food, you got to be someone who's been hurting. You got to be someone who's who's been on a budget to eat, someone that's eating canned food, Maybe someone that like knows how food. to. I'm not going to agree with that. I know people in there like totally financially secure just don't want to go buy pizza don't want to go get a pizza and they just pull into the freezer and you're like this is fine like it's it's what they expect it's what they want i'll question their taste because what i'm going to say is that there's ways to cook the frozen pizza there's ways where sure. the frozen pizza should be in the oven rack there's shit that you should put on top of it to like make it better so there's a lot of things with frozen pizzas that 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 person who is financially well fit, who just likes that quick frozen pizza, uh-huh. may not know how to make it better. What about putting it in a cast iron skillet that's almost like tailor made to the size of a frozen pizza, and that's a high level technique. And then putting in vegetable oil, like the specific brand of vegetable oil from the Chicago like deep dish type. That's a high and, level technique, yeah. and that person should have no block. <laughs> but. But think about how sometimes people that just is. want frozen pizza, and I don't think that every time you have a frozen pizza at home, you're compared to somebody who just eats like canned food. And you know. <laughs> here's what I'm saying, though: when you want that frozen pizza at home, there are certain things in your cupboard that are going to make that a much better experience. Well, you got to have the the tools to get the job done. Am I right? Correct, but. Poor noise, not that type of guy. No, he's, he's not. Just he's like, fuck you, you give man. Me, you, give me, you, give yeah. me, you give me what yeah. you have, and I'm just going to try it. And he's been that At way. At the since. same time, it's like, yeah. But he's been that way with, like, people that make you your food. I sure. think it's different when you're making I think that's a that's a Northeast food. kind of thing. I think, you know, in, in those big cities in the Northeast, you expect that your food is made correctly the first time. You don't, you don't make any – I mean, you, yes. you have no problems with making a fuss – if they put put mayonnaise on your sandwich you're like nope (laughs) send it back the the northeast till this day is still the best food i've ever had in my fucking life i I haven't been like i'm not an international traveler i've been to vegas to fucking texas to try the greatest barbecue ever i'm a florida boy which has great food but the northeast and food is iconic like yeah everything is so fucking good in the northeast when you eat at the right places it's like there's not a bad meal anywhere but there is like if you go to the wrong sure. places that's why like food reviews and shit exists but the northeast is special man like it's it's where i grew up and um it's just a special place and for the food it's like i don't know there's just really no comparison rock and roll 
rock and fucking roll. Well, listen, man, I had some other stuff for uh, politics and things like that. I think we could probably do a whole show on that and what's happened literally today and tomorrow. Um, so let's do another one this week. Yeah, I can, you, I can, cer- I can certainly commit to another, do one. another one after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, we could definitely do another show this week, but I can get into some other stuff that I got scribbled down here if you're interested. Absolutely. Bro. You ready to roll? Yeah. Hurry up. Hit me up. All right. So this week, what do you think about liberals suddenly having a very big appreciation for George W. Bush, the angel of death, the great war criminal W in the age of Trumpism? <laughs> Can you give me an example of what you mean? Of why, what? Oh, okay. Um, Damon Linker of the week. Uh, he said that Bush consistently favored a more liberal immigration policy. Uh, he, he didn't try to strong arm Muslims out of the country the way that Trump does, apparently. Because uh, he was killing all of them outside Yeah, of exactly. He was keeping them dead outside of America. <laughs> like at a hardcore pace. In, instead of striving to put America first in all things, he actually spearheaded a, uh, a fight against AIDS in Africa, which is one of the things that a few people will say uh, was W's greatest legacy. Wasn't either of the wars he took us into. It was the fight against AIDS. Um, Has enormous and largely unheralded humanitarian and geopolitical success. So uh, a lot of your boys in the liberal media, so to speak, are falling back on w as the greatest conservative president ever <laughs> compared to trump just think about how fucking ridiculous that it sounds yeah you can't even finish that sentence without laughing so i find it to be years um, of chaos a it's a falsehood in my opinion and i call it a falsehood because you fucking morons don't forget how idiotic george w bush sounded he's probably the dumbest president we've ever had i liked him and he's probably one of the coolest presidents to ever have a beer with policy-wise, he was one of the dumbest, most corrupt presidents of all time in the sense that his vice president was literally put in his position to run the presidency is what most intellectuals will probably think and is probably accurate, right? President Cheney. Cheney. Yeah, President Cheney is really who he was. And if you look at the W, he was was half r like fully, fully, like, he was just a silly goose and he was hilarious. He made me laugh. He's the most, he was almost as funny as Trump. I think Trump's a little bit funny. Um, so what do I think about the liberals loving him? The only reason that they do that is because it's an orange man, bad talking point. You think that's and the only way that they're going back to being positive? Can you imagine if Hillary was winning and these people are going to, she if still Hillary could. The election, she still yeah, could. If Hillary, Imagine if, no, she she can't because she already <laughs> lost one, so there's no way she's going to win the second time. Imagine. But I'm just saying. Imagine if she won. Do you think these people would be praising George W. Bush? They wouldn't be. None of them would be. That's a fucking fact. And there's nothing you can say or any of those fucking idiots can say that would be like we would be honoring George W. Bush if Hillary was president. No. The only reason that. Any of these people feel that the way that they do is because the orange guy won. And that to me is pathetic. And no, it's it's just absolutely fucking 
lunacy that you think that that guy was a good president, the best conservative. What are you talking about? This is some of the worst presidency and policy of all time. It caused a fucking Brilliant depression. dollars of war yeah. spending, Guantanamo, caught- torture. <laughs> His policies caused what Obama inherited early on, which was uh-huh. the, the the crisis and the recession that we had. And, and actually, uh, things some things that Obama continued, like Guantanamo and torture. Obama was was the yeah. white, there was well, the half that. black it Bush. White. It was white, but he wasn't. We're gonna say, yeah, yeah. Like a lot black of people Bush. don't like when I say that, but he's black a half Bush. black Bush. What else you got? All right, homie. So. I want to know your thoughts on Sweden's reaction to coronavirus. At because first it looked bad. At first it looked bad. And now what do you think? There's, there, there's a nuance here because very specifically, U.S. supporters of socialism and, you know, Nordic style or Swedish style socialism, high taxes, high government expenditure, um, that seemed to work okay for them. Leftism, socialism in that specific small vein seemed to work pretty well. But in the States, they're having kind of a hard time because their darling, Bernie Sanders, didn't make it. He had all the support in the world and he couldn't make it. Of course, we know that's because DNC decided that he didn't need to run for president. He just wanted to raise money. Um, So in this case, we have a small country that has had non-draconian and very level-headed responses to coronavirus and keeping people separate from each other for the most part. Schools are still open. People are still being educated. Public works are still going on. You could still go to the grocery store. Yep, bars are open. And the death rate or even the infection rate is nowhere near where ours is. And they took virtually no action besides just saying, if you're sick, stay home. If you're old, stay home. Wear a mask if you go to the grocery store, etc. And that's from a primarily from the left side socialist country. What are your thoughts on that? It was interesting because it depends on who you read. And this is why journalism has weaponized words right some people will be like oh my god the the swedes right that's what we're talking about yep they are having numbers that compared to norway compared to this compared to that are horrible they're way higher no shit they're bigger and the population's bigger so my point is that depending on who you read it's going to affect what you think about it. Right. Because some people will write, like, compared to Italy, compared to England, Norway's doing fucking awesome, right? They're doing well, I mean, mathematically, things. compared to both of those places, we're doing better. Correct. So, my, <laughs> so to, to, to answer your question uh, without the dramatics, is that I feel that they did the right thing, and I did... And I feel that that's the way America should go. You think we should have? Is, you think is we should have basically done respon- nothing? Leave the responsibility to the Americans. Meaning this: 
if you're old, have a pre-existing condition, or if you're a weak piece of shit, meaning that like, you choose to be overweight, you choose to do this, you choose to do that, and leave unhealthy lifestyles, you're weak then, ass. Then, then your weak ass should have to live a certain way because this virus that came from fucking Asia is going to affect you. The burden's but on you to change the your lifestyle. The burden's on you to Not change everybody your lifestyle. Else. It's like, it's like that's like leprosy, you know. That's like, <laughs> I, I mean it. I, I'm serious. I stand by that comment. Take me that's to. Uh, it's that's like okay, you're unclean, so you have to change everything about what you're doing, your lifestyle, even if you are 65 plus and you still work at a grocery store. You have to wear a hazmat suit to sort groceries to sort vegetables and put them on the rack. Like, Hey, that's the world that we are now in. Then that's on you. And I feel like that's what that country okay. did is leave it to the responsible adults to live the way life should be is leave it to, I think that in the United States, everybody loves to babysit. So people like in California and on all these other very, let's pick on somebody states. else. <laughs> What's yeah, like Washington, Washington, New York. Yes. They're like, well, New, York, and New York is just weird, man. I, I don't understand why they have so many deaths, but maybe it's just the way that they count them. That's the other thing that I question. I think it's just old people in nursing homes. That's why they have so many people dying from it. I agree with that. And And, and like you said, the truth's going to come out about that. The truth's going to come out. And I think that um, we should be allowed to make our own decisions. We're adults. And if you are one of these people that are in the high – uh, percentage of deaths, which yeah. now data shows that there's clearly a certain type of people that will die from this thing, then your life will change. You know, do not make people that are healthy suffer. Like people like myself, I will cough on you to make you feel better. Like I'm not going to fucking die from coronavirus. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you tell me. Like I've already analyzed every information about it. I'm not going anywhere from it. If I get it, if I don't you think get it. Maybe you have already gotten it? Maybe. And if I did get it, it wasn't shit. But here I'll tell you this is that I work with an Egyptian and I work with a fucking American at my uh, startup that I work with in uh, direct wholesale, right. the, the car project. And they were dying in December and January. They were having some shit where I'm like looking at them. So funny. were a lot like, of people at my wife's job. Like, yeah, look, probably like 10 like, out of 50 are... people, 10 out of 50 people, some of them over like 55, over 60, were having like horrible coughing fits. And I think they just, are, they've already Often had it. fits, runny noses. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Nicole already disgusting. had it. I'm pretty sure Raph already had it. Like he was laid up for like two weeks. Everybody thinks Raph had it from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Raph. Shout out to Raph. <laughs> I think I think I had it last summer. <laughs> yeah, like, and if you, all right, so I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you guys that I've Help been me. fucking looking Help at. Come so on. it's it's come out that in October, Germans are the first ones to realize that in October of 2019, that there was some really weird activity going on in China. That the yep. that some shit was going on in China. They started the United, testing people. Yep. The United States in December of 2019 were like, "Yo, our satellite images are showing extreme activity around this lab, and our and our and our um, information is showing that cell phone 
data is really weird around this area. Military so, like, communication buildup. Correct. So it wasn't enough to write a report that a pandemic was happening. Yeah. It was enough to just know that some shit is happening that is just really weird. And then in late December is when they're like, all right, now we have enough information. It's real now. To type up reports to send to the president. And the president received those reports in January, which is so one of the reasons. October to January? That's what we're talking about? Correct, because in October, the Germans were like, yo, some shit is, something is really weird in, in, in China, right? That's it. Like, that's the first people, right? Bad eating. It's really and weird. The bad eating and actual admittance from China is in November. So in October, the Germans saw some shit that they knew was weird. The Chinese did not admit patient zero to like November like 18th, like some shit like that. So the German, I mean, the Chinese did not tell anybody that some shit was going down to like November, but they didn't say the severity of it. Now there's reports that they have actually, the Chinese government, not the people, have um, reportedly told the WHO to not, the, to, yeah, the WHO to not tell people of how contagious this virus is. So there are now reports that are saying that the Chinese actually made an effort to hold back information of the contagion, which okay. makes sense because there's fucking tweets that haven't been erased from the WHO that said, hey guys, they, they the, can't. Uh, corona, comment. Right. corona is not contagious by human to human contact, which is insane. Completely insane. Completely untrue. Like, why would you not go back and at least issue some politically correct, you know, response to that? This is what we thought. Exactly. And they don't. That's the job of the who, right? They're supposed to give the public correct health knowledge, right? Has nothing to do with politics. Has nothing to do with... That's a public safety They're very political. They're very political. And it's alleged because of, like... I guess how fast they get money from China. The United States pays them more money than anything on Earth, right? Not anymore. The orange <laughs> man looked at the numbers and he's like, fuck orange you Orange man guys. said no. He, he then, the pros and cons and he said the cons were better. Second to the United States, it's Bill Gates and he's not cutting out funding. No, he's an interesting character. I'm trying, I've been we'll get into him later. That's yeah, it. Well, it's that's a different episode. Interesting. He's, he's become much more publicly interesting than he has been the last 20 years. If you guys get a chance, <laughs> go ahead and YouTube Bill Gates answering questions about when he met Donald Trump after he became president. Plan. That's some interesting shit. <laughs> that's some interesting shit. He sounds like a fucking R word again. That's nightmare fuel. Eugenics vaccinations all these things come together bill gates his dad is one his dad is one of the originators no not at all and his dad's one of the originators of planned parenthood which is eugenics by someone who hated black people margaret sanger she's a nazi no matter how you feel about abortions no matter no matter how you feel about planned parenthood no matter how you feel about abortion or planned parenthood it was started by nazis think pretty much Pretty much. By Nazis. And Bill Gates' dad was at the very tip of the spear of that movement. That's what he loved. President. And his President. wife's family was involved heavily in IBM, 
which was at the time the tip of the spear from the Nazis and tracking fucking Jews. So it's like you, eugenics is all over their bloodline. Now, that sounds very like, ooh, conspiracy No, it's, it's, it's not news. It's not a surprise, but if you just watch- I love Bill Gates for Windows, but- Yeah, I mean- I'm, I'm filming on Windows right now. I love the guy. <laughs> filming on Windows. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got, a, you got a PC? Okay, you have a Nazi to thank. Pretty much. I mean, you, you drive a German car. About, I got a BMW. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you drive it as as fucking uh, Ari from uh, Jesus Christ. I forgot the name of the show. Come on now, entourage. <laughs> you're driving. A, you're driving a Nazi sled. You got a Nazi sled. <laughs> he would you never drive what, that what on the show. He would never drive that on the show. No, he, he drives never, some other never. shit. Not he goes, you and your never. fucking Nazi sled. Like he would always make comments about the Nazi sled. You know, <clears throat> as a proud Jew, I respect that. In a very, very similar or, or uh, appropriate kind of segue, um, my boss and I were having a conversation about brand this week, and he's he's worked for GM and Hughes Electronics and a few other kind of big names. So your boss. Yeah. Um, he was the head of uh, GM's um, e-sales division for Korea for like two years. Nice. Living over there, that's how he you know, met his Japanese wife, et cetera. Anyway, um, so we were talking about brand and how important it is. And he was like, you know, Neiman Marcus and like J. Crew and all these other, you know, Victoria's Secret, et cetera, all these things that are, you know, filing for bankruptcy can't, can't help hold themselves up. The brand's still viable. And he's like, if somebody came in and could do the right thing with those brands, they would still be worth X amount of dollars. And you could look at what they're worth now, even though they're junk or even though they're you know, plummeting, they're still going to be worth this much. There's still some opportunity for them to get, to be saved and to be the next big thing based upon what rich people are willing to spend because rich people care about brand. And that's why I, I was like, that's why I'm not worried about BMW. I'm not worried about Maserati or Ferrari or whatever, because those brands have some kind of backing. There's somebody who's going to say, you know what? This brand is worth too much money to let that go away. Too many people subscribe to it. And there's no way that you can get away from that that brand being important to those people. I don't know if Jay Crusoe has that power, but I don't think they people, do. Some people do believe that because they fucking back him. Like yeah. during his bankruptcy shit, what I was reading is like insane. So I mean, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, are there really people that think that six hundred and like fifty million dollars in like crazy bad debt is is gonna be profitable? No. I don't think that brand, brand would. Brand called but, J. Crew, but I think a brand Michelle like Obama liked it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I think a brand like like Coach or some other luxury brand, Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus is a great example. BMW, like you said, like th they're not going anywhere. Someone's going to yeah. swoop in and say, like, this is going to be worth ten times. This is a steal. Yeah, they're like, this is a steal. Just, I'm going to make buy. some money, and that's that's kind of a, a good plan for small investors to say if they can get their hands on like. 25 35 
shares of something that's, you know, plummeting right now in a little while, it'll be worth a lot more. Um, so brand's important. I agree, man. I agree. And like the, some of the ones you met, like a coach and things like that, like, I don't think they're going. Not an endorsement, not endorsement at all, but uh good product. Uh, <laughs> but like, a J. Crew? I mean, who the fuck is buying that? Like, you got to look. I would ask everybody that you know, do you wear J. Crew? Do you wear it? And you're going to see how many yeses versus no's, and you're just going to get a basic idea. I think, of like, I think people will say, people I used it. to. I think 100% of people will say, I used to. Yeah, used to doesn't mean anything unless, yeah. like, the, the people that picked up it's, the, the. It's it's a gap brand, right? It, or it used to be. And that is all you have to know. Like, people don't wear that anymore. Actually, people don't really wear brands anymore unless they're high end. They do, but like they're like unique, like Supreme and high end. For a reason. Because they're on camera. Exactly. Yeah. All right, what else you got tonight? Bro, I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We went all the Um, way around today. It's episode 22. This is 22. 22 hours today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we, we we went everywhere um no the only thing that we maybe didn't talk about i i respect that people are still innovating like the uv light people uh-huh. i like the fact that these people that are creating uv light technology to like fight corona so uv lights are going to be like everywhere is my opinion i think that's the future in okay. the sense of like they're going to be like in airports bus stations, train stations, everywhere. That's the interesting thing about UV light is that we've been taught forever that it's bad for you, right? And maybe it's not for our contact and personal skin, but like, I think it feel, I think it works on, um, yeah, I mean, on surfaces, it'll kill bacteria or virus in like five minutes. It'll cause cancer over five years. That's the difference. But you have to remember that we're a more advanced organism than a bacteria or a virus. So we have much more tolerance for things as uh, basic as UV. But yeah, I mean, if you could just walk around your house with a light and kill every bacterium, every virus, that would be pretty amazing. They probably already have products like that. I'm not sure. I'll just go quickly down um, some things that we have on our Instagram account. So you guys uh-huh. can follow us at Our Week Today our on week Instagram. Today. Yep. Uh, so like one of the CBS headlines is Pennsylvania just became the third state to ban child marriage. So child marriage, so you guys know, is like uh, people under 18, basically. So Pennsylvania made some moves during Corona. and That's great. That. I think. Yeah, New, I think New Jersey and Delaware, if I remember correctly, let me see really quick. Why are not a, no other states already on board with this? Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> New Jersey and Delaware were the only other ones that ever said, like, no, we're not cool with that. Uh, coronavirus has found its way into semen, uh, according to CNN Health. Yep. Uh, so it's corona can now be tested in semen. Uh, 80 million Chinese may already be out of work. 9 million more will soon be competing for jobs. 130 so million Indians. Out of work. That's that's 130 million. That's more than a third of the population of the U.S. Poor 7-Elevens. They're fucking hurting because of that. Um, Eleven members of Congress urged Treasury Secretary Mnuchin 
to use blockchain for COVID-19 stimulus payments. That to me was intense. Why? Because it's something I felt was coming since the appearance of Bitcoin is that I didn't buy the story of how Bitcoin was created. So I always thought that it was created by like the main people that run finance anyway. Okay. And that was their way of introducing this new system to the public of what they really want in the world. So there's like actual people now using the technology behind Bitcoin, which is called blockchain to like be used within the government. Blockchain, not blackchain. Not blackchain, the blockchain. A <laughs> uh, former NASA scientist has developed what he claims is the first human safe far UVC technology to combat coronavirus. So once again, it's like another light technology. This time it was from NASA. We'll invest um, in that. It's going to be huge. Exactly. The companies that do that, like we listed one like uh, from Pittsburgh's airport is the first in the U.S. to use UV in robots in that uh, in that article, which we um, in our Instagram account list the company is the first company in the country to have a contract to clean airports with UV lighting. Um, the other one from the New York Post is some states are considering that house arrest tech to keep coronavirus patients at home. I got That's my house arrest gets tech already. Correct. They already know where you are. Like, yeah, but like, how do they enforce that without like claiming that they're spying on you? I'll figure it out. That's super conspiracy world. Super <laughs> conspiracy world. Now, there's testosterone reducing therapy may aid against virus study shows. That's from Bloomberg. Disagree. Yeah, so they're trying to make beta men. Hot take. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. According to this, is I, we put who's going first? Give me two the more. Study, the study looked at 4,532 men infected with COVID-19 in Italy's Venado region, finding about 10% had cancer, while 2.6 had prostate cancer. Cancer patients had nearly twice as much risk as getting the virus compared to the male population as a whole. And dogs got sicker, got sicker once they were infected. Dogs can smell COVID and dogs can smell cancer. Which do you think is more accurate? The dogs are pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> Lean it, uh, luxury retailer Neiman Marcus files for bankruptcy. Shout out. Shout out to Neiman Talked Marcus. about it already. Move on. Coronaviruses <laughs> will be banned from joining the U.S. military. That was a huge story in my opinion. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's going to go away. So that's a flash in the pan story, I think. There are angry people that are going crazy for being told they have to wear a mask. There are rednecks and there are uh, racists in the world. Next story. (laughs) This one was just a crazy Spanish dude in the Miami public. San Francisco gives free drugs to alcohol and homeless. We talked about that. Love it. Great story. Good job, yep. San Francisco. Shout out to <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. The guy, the guy in California, growing outrage over Santee Shopper wearing KKK style hood. Like, what? There is swastika. I feel like the guy did. Um, no, no. The guy wore like a KKK a pointy white hood. That, that was my, was that was my opening for the last. Show. It was they told me to wear that. They did not specify. So I just put something around my face and I wore sunglasses and I was like, give me all your money. <laughs> that is so funny. The, 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 uh, goes, 
KKK member. And Several no- members of our team asked the customer to remove it and the requests were ignored until the customer was in the checkout area. This was a disturbing incident for the associates and the customers, and we were all reviewing it with our team to best handle such an appropriate situation in the future. What are you doing? So this guy, this guy shopped, and he basically, they were like, take it off. He's like, when I'm done shopping, I'm like, oh, he went to I'm the target line. Got all my stuff. Hilarious. Done. The salon owner gets a week in jail for refusing to quit the business during the stay home. That was in Texas, and I heard that the Texas Supreme Court was like, "Fuck you, let her out." So I think she did get to get out early. Yep, she still actually. Ted Cruz went to get his haircut there for the first time in months. That's badass. Several major groceries changed. I mean, in the sense of like him, as a publicity stunt. I agree, and you're right, and I can't argue that but at the same time it's a senator saying i'm with the people that it was ridiculous that she went he's a republican in texas you better be with the people you better be with the people so yeah it's not like a major thing um (laughs) i'm not fucking with you i'm just (laughs) no i agree with you several major grocery chains are now placing limits on meat purchases as some experts warn shortages this doesn't affect Florida. Florida's been fine. I think it does affect like probably states that the only things that I've noticed that I'm out of is like toilet paper, obviously, and like paper towels sometimes. But disinfectant uh, wipes? Like yeah, yeah, and like Clorox, like Lysol spray, things like that. That's pretty much everything that we can't get. Not me. Not me. Not me. Nope. Not even one letter. Uh we've we've been able to pretty much get whatever we need. Like I said, I mean, I ordered some meat last week or a week before last, and that was the only time that I, I couldn't get what I wanted or what yeah, I. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, make sure at um, our week today, or you can follow Trevor. Trevor oh shit! Jeff, you put it up on the on the our week today account. Yeah, like yeah, give, Trevor, give your uh, Twitter account because I forgot it. Trev underscore Jordan. Follow that because me, you get to see the fucking smoked duck. That's, I'm going to change um, it to let's eat. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty amazing of what he showed. That's now, dope. one that was tricky, and I don't like this type of journalism. This is from NBC News. It says at least 15 children in New York City have been hospitalized with a mysterious illness believed to be linked to COVID-19. The reason I don't like that is because it's to scare parents because um, – some, but not all, were affected. Affected children have tested positive for corona. So, like, does the story say like what kinds of symptoms they have, or what kind of um, did the children have any kind of link to one another, or is it just like school children? Like, this is random kids. If you have tested negative, though, they may have been exposed or to infected family members. Uh-huh. Let's share that. I mean, I think it's. I think that was clickbait type stuff. Yeah, like my kid's been out of maybe. school for six weeks, so there's no fucking way she's getting it from anybody but us. So, so the other news from the Verge is that New York City will use powerful ultraviolet lamps to kill the coronavirus. So once again, I think ultraviolet burn it, burn it out, the fucking fire. Get yourself the UV. You'll be Oxy- alright. Oxford University vaccine prevents six monkeys from contracting COVID-19 after being exposed to heavy quantities of the virus. Good. Now so, they can cure AIDS. Pretty much. 
in quote humans are next. The vac and then in quotes the, the vaccines is now set to undergo human trials with the test scheduled for more than six thousand people by the end of next month. Uh, if the trial proves to be safe and effective, the scientists are optimistic that the emergency approval for regulators, the first few doses will be available in September. So in September, if these fucking monkey trials go safe on humans, in September we'll be good from Oxford. I think we're going to be good in two months. Okay. I think before that. Okay. I think, I think uh, people are going to be pretty much done with the shit by two months from now. Then the people that try to bless Earth by trying to eliminate themselves. One man drank 16 ounces of bleach. The other drank a mixture of pine salt, mouthwash, beer, and pain medication. So and good for them. Shout out to them for helping Darwin. Entertainment Validating news. I exactly. I haven't seen it, but uh, Nicolas Cage is headed for television. Now, this was actually in negotiation and contract before the famous film came out, the documentary. Right. But he's going to play Joe Exotic in the Netflix the Tiger King. docuseries. Yep. Have you watched the docuseries yet? I have not. Okay, you have, you've had plenty of time. So. I have not. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. <laughs> um, Harvard donates Jeffrey Epstein cash to victim groups. Say some faculty asked to resume accepting money from sex. I'll accept it in 2013. I'll accept the cash. Yeah, for sure. The report said that in a footnote, uh, a number of the Harvard faculty members were interviewed, also acknowledged that they visited Epstein at his homes in New York, Florida, New Mexico, or the Virgin Islands, visited him in jail or on work release, or traveled to one of his, or traveled on one of his planes. One of his many spots across the world. What the Germans are doing is that Germany soccer fans are putting cardboard cutouts of themselves in the stands to avoid games in empty stadiums. So I think that's a great business idea, man. Whoever the fuck thought about selling cardboard pictures of yourself to people? The Bundesliga begins again this week. I will be watching Friday. I will be watching too. I did not know the date, but I heard that they are the first ones to go. So since we'll be home, I'm going to have it on the big screen. If you want to come over, we can Skype it. We're going to do it. We're going to watch the, the football. Dude, I would go over if you don't mind. Come on over. I'm, I'm good with six it. Six feet apart. Walk, yeah. What day is that? We'll cook some food. I think it's Friday. Dude, I am so um, down to do that. We'll cook some food. We'll get in the pool. We'll, uh, you know, drink some beer, drink some whiskey. Dude, you're all right let's with that. see that. Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than 100% that. Yeah, and the other articles I have are just older. Um, but let's do another show this week. I think that's a good idea. Uh, exactly. g- give me a day or two to get shit together, and Wednesday, Thursday, maybe this week, we could do episode 23. By the way, listeners, this is episode Michael 22. Jordan. We've been doing this shit for over a year now. I'm not sure if you realize that, but our first episode, we banked it from Juan's apartment on, I think it was May 1st, 2019. And here it is, May 10th, 2020. So we've been doing this shit for over a year. So shout out to us, shout out to you. We've got listeners in over 10 countries, over 18 states, if I remember. And over 300 listeners. Over 300 listeners. Shout out to you guys. You're doing everything. We love you subscribers, and we really appreciate you guys. We're now shoving ads down your throats, and just for you guys sticking with us, like, really, really, really appreciate it. All we do is, you know, this is from the heart. I'm I'm wiping tears right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) All we do 
is interpret. You guys decide. That's all we do. And it's our week today. It's episode 22. Get ready for 23 this week. Stay woke, bitches. We out and stay woke.